Okay, we're live. Hi everyone, we are Sunflowers and Red Feathers. I'm Christina. And I'm Stephanie. We are two moms living in the before and after of child loss. Join us in this journey as we share our stories of not only loss, but how life after loss can still be full of beauty, love, hope, and joy. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to our channel to stay up to date on when we post a new video. Bye. Hi, everybody. We are Sunflowers and Red Feathers. I'm Christina. And I am Stephanie. Um, today we wanted to talk about sudden and traumatic loss. Um, there's no reason to debate which type of loss is harder because there is no winning. Um, loss and grieving sucks no matter what when someone dies. The topic we want to discuss today is how death, how a death that was expected may be different than what was unexpected and why that could be. So today we have an extra special guest with us today and his name is Alex. Plowman, and I'm going to let Christina kind of give a little bit more background on him before we dive on in. Yeah, so we picked this topic, um, if you listen to our podcast episodes in order, our last episode we just shared briefly our stories uh, about how we lost our children, Mason and Joshua, so they were very traumatic and very unexpected experiences of loss, and it kind of got me thinking about how um, that might be slightly different than expecting somebody to pass away, whether of a term, terminal illness or, you know, growing old, that kind of thing. It's it's a lot more natural. That's the natural way of things, right? Um, so usually child loss, for most brief parents, it's not expected at all. Sometimes children die of terminal illnesses, and it, you may have some time to plan for that. But more often than not, uh, a child dying is just very unexpected, and it's very traumatic often. And so when we found, um, actually Alex found us on Instagram and we decided to interview him on this episode, we thought we would kind of dive into that, uh, a look into sudden loss. And I'll go ahead and just let Alex take it away and kind of explain how he fits in with this topic. So, hi. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys for having me. I appreciate yeah. it. Um, I fit into this topic because well, we started a nonprofit called Judy's Way Incorporated. And the reason we started it was because my brother and I, we lost our mom suddenly in April of 2020. Um, she was diagnosed with stage three lung cancer. And on her way home from her second chemo treatment, she was in a car accident and passed away in that car accident. So it was, you know, very sudden and very traumatic. And we, I guess, you know, I jump right into why we started the nonprofit. I mean, that's why, you know, we are inspired to start Judy's Way because of my mom. Um, she was the most loving, like supportive and selfless person. You know, anyone who met her would, would say the same. And we wanted to keep her spirit alive and to help people who not only, you know, not only go through sudden loss, because like you said, it's not a competition, but that the sudden loss is so impactful that it did, you know, spur us into starting Judy's way. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, I lost my mom as well. I don't know if you um, had seen any of those right. episodes, but um, losing a parent is hard at any time. My mom, mm -hmm. um, she passed away from stage four breast cancer 
and she fought okay. for six years. So we had some yeah. time to plan, um, mm-hmm. but I don't know. How can you ever p- plan for a parent's death? Just like you can't plan for a child's death. It's hard no mm-hmm. matter what. <laughs> and we're both young. So that impacts us. Yeah. And I love what you've done to honor her memory. I think that's absolutely beautiful. I appreciate it. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why we started our podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. We find we're trying to find hope and spread joy after such traumatic things. And I think that that's really inspirational for people who are trying to figure out what their purpose is, mm-hmm. uh, whether you've lost you know, somebody like a, a figure like your parent or a child, you are different. You're changed down to your core, I think. Yeah. And sometimes just rattled so much, you don't really know what your purpose is anymore. So taking your grief and turning into something like that is truly amazing. And when you first reached out to me, I had never heard of your services before at all. Honestly, I thought I was talking to Judy. (laughs) So I was like, Oh, great. What do you, you know, what do you offer? And so when you told me, I was just like, so surprised. We were very blessed after Mason died that um, our church and lots of people around us are very supportive and help pay for a lot of the stuff because believe it or not, funeral expenses are very expensive. And if you're not expecting that, like you don't, put money away expecting mm-hmm. like for us for our children to die um or any other unexpected loss you don't have that planned out usually so just the fact that you offer that financial service is huge to so many people so if you are struggling with that um please reach out to all to alex and judy's way because that's what they do um do you want to tell a little bit more about the other services that you provide yeah, sure so we provide like bereavement support um and mainly i mean as few a few through a few essential services, but it's mainly through counseling services. So we not only grant funds to people who are struggling with grief for to pay for counseling services, but we also can help um, match them up with different counselors as well. And then the financial services is, you know, for funerary and cremation services. Um, And that's pretty much, it varies case by case. Sometimes it's helping a little bit and sometimes it's helping a lot. Um, We've only been active for about three and a half months but we're actually working on helping our sixth family. Um, So that is, you know, something we're taking a lot of pride in and it's been three for funeral expenses and uh, the others for counseling services. Yeah. So that also along with the funerary expenses, we can help uh, assist in actually setting up the funerals as well. Um, And we also actually, on top of that, we have a few resources such as like a checklist we thoroughly made about like what to do after a loved one dies. Yeah, because grief can be, as we all know, it can hit you so hard you, I mean, it could be tough to get out of bed. So having this long checklist of the important things to do immediately, we found have been helpful that we've been able to send to a lot of people. Yeah, I think I could have used that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, And actually, oh, Oh, sorry. Um, but of the six people, it's all been people who've lost loved ones due to COVID. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's kind of, I mean, falls into the sudden loss a bit as well, or kind of similar to what I went through with an illness that then you're uncertain of where it's going to go. And then it turns into a sudden loss. Um, so yeah. that's just been helpful. Yeah, and Stephanie is better at quoting these numbers. I know she just told me the other day, but just 2020 alone, like so many, um, there's a lot, there's a bigger number of deaths 
Help me out, Stephanie. What was that number that you shared with me? I was talking about um, suicide statistics. Um, They've gone up by 67% oh, wow. um, just from 2020. And that that's affecting our youth. So it was, yeah. um, I think, ages 11 to 17. Um, they've jumped up 67%. And that's something that has been <laughs> really hard. We've been affected with that a lot in our own community. And so that's what I was talking about. <laughs> oh, okay. So it wasn't COVID. I was thinking it had something to do with COVID. <laughs> Obviously, oh, that is huge right now in our nation. So there's a lot, a big need for helping people. And mm -hmm. sure. the isolation that comes from the pandemic, I'm sure, has well, led that's to a secondary loss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yes. So I think we can kind of delve a little bit deeper into, um, I was, I'll was i share the article that I found the other day in our YouTube link and in our blog, but I was trying to figure out why and not because nobody's grief is, you know, worse or harder. We're not trying to say that, but just why it might be a little bit different for people who are grieving a sudden or unexpected loss versus somebody who could, who had some time to plan it out. Um, so some things that were in the article that kind of stood out to me, uh, how that could be different was the main one, right? There's no time to prepare yourself for the fact that this person is going to be gone out of your life and you don't have time to prepare that person and uh, follow their wishes. They did, if they had, you know, a will or something like that, they, if they're expecting to die, then they can have it laid out for you and you can follow their wishes and that kind of thing. So especially if it's an adult that dies and they don't have that, that can be kind of, that mm -hmm. can be scary. Like, what do you do? How do you, I don't even know. I haven't lost a, a parent, but is that something that you guys help with in your services? Um. Yeah. I mean, it's like people come to us with their specific, you know, stories. And since a lot of it is sudden, we have, you know, without revealing too much, have recently been helping a family who they had things planned, but because of COVID, it had to change everything. And it actually had to change the wishes of their, their loved one that they lost. So now they're having to cope with not only having COVID be the reason why like they lost a loved one, but now they have to, I mean, technically go against the wishes or just not be able to go through with what that person wanted. Because because of regulations stemming to um, the re remains in a, a, of a person who died of COVID. So now we've been dealing with them and trying to be, you know, very supportive. And we I mean, like we deal one on one with them. And now we're trying to find different ways to help them in their local community to do you know now something different. Um, but that is like you're saying, it's a it's a big difference where all loss is incredibly tragic and sad. But when someone is lost suddenly, you know, you have to change those things up and changing against their wishes, obviously, is going to, you know, really hurt you inside. And I think one of the big differences, too, is when I was just thinking about this and what happened uh, with my mom, when she was diagnosed with with cancer, you're in denial a little bit about like what it can mean. Where is this going to go? Um, and there's only a few times that I let the mortality of her and this illness, like thinking this illness could take her really, you know, creep in to my thought process. Um, and that when someone is sick for a longer time, you maybe start to grieve before they're actually gone 
or you can like prepare, like you're saying with that. So I think just going from my thoughts when after the fact, I then dealt with a lot of anger and shock and just disbelief in how all this happened. So my grieving process just was all over the place. You know, it, it just, <laughs> I don't even know when it started. You know, we lost her in, in April and I'm still angry today a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I answered that question or not, but. Yeah, no, that was great. Um, yeah. Did you have something you're gonna add, Stephanie? Oh, I was just gonna say, you know, when I worked for hospice as a grief counselor, like that's one thing we did. We planned and we prepared the family. We prepared the individual. We had time, you know, it might not have been a long time, but we had those conversations, those hard conversations. Mm -hmm. And um, we were able to, you know, go through those stages that exactly. um, Elizabeth Hoover Ross wanted us to go, you know, explained how grief mm -hmm. was. And I feel like um, with sudden and unexpected losses, you don't, you you don't have time to process any of that. Um, I know for me, like I thought, well, oh, I never thought about losing a kid, but mm -hmm. I thought I pretty, I pretty much had it down. I knew what I, what I needed to be done and how to do it all. But when I lost Joshua, that all went out the window. Um, I did not know what to do to plan a funeral for a child. They, I remember as soon as they got his body, like they wanted to know exactly then what we were going to do with him, what needed to be done. And I was like, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Just cry. <laughs> I don't have anywhere to put my baby. I don't have any plans. I didn't mm -hmm. have any money for it. Um, no, those exactly. are all things that you never even think about. And then it happens and everybody, you know, outside of your family needs to know what's going on now. And you don't have time even process your own grief at the moment you're you're just robotic doing what people are telling you to do and trying to figure out what just happened and so i applaud you for being that middle ground person that is able to help pick up those pieces and take care of that stuff because no one can plan for those unexpected losses it's crazy i appreciate that so do you feel like because you did go through the kind of change of like you said, the mentality of her, you know, just what could possibly happen from her being diagnosed with cancer to then dying suddenly. Do you feel like your process, how that changed, do you think that helps you prepare to help other people? I think so, because I was able to, I guess, kind of be on both sides of it. Exactly. Um, so I think I can relate to everyone that really reaches out to us. Um, so, yeah, I think it I think it definitely does. I mean. It's hard to help anyone, you know, it's more of like trying to be a sounding board while then pointing them in the right direction of, you know, how to get certain things done. But I also think Judy's way, me and my brother did everything and created this while we were grieving. So it is so personal and we, like, we care so much about this mission and how it just hits you so hard after you lose someone that this happens every single day. Yeah. But, and there's not a lot of support out there. I mean, you have a lot of church communities that can help and you have like small things from the government or maybe for veterans, but there's not a lot of other um, avenues that people can actually get financial support. Yeah, oh, that's true. I, do, I do think it does allow me to relate because um, I'm part of the community 
you know, we all are of, of loss. Are Something you, that you said, oh, go ahead, Stephanie. I was gonna ask, do you feel like you're finding that mm -hmm. healing? Um, I mean, you're not even a year into your grief yet, but mm -hmm. is um, what you're doing healing you and your grief and your brother's grief at this time, do you think? Um, you know, I think so to an extent. I think it does help to see like other people and like other people are going through this like as difficult it is when you're grieving it's so all-consuming um but then some other people are going through this you can see okay you are like helping someone that is what my mom was all about putting love in the world helping the people around her being there to support people and i'm I'm like living for her and like through her through this. And I do think that has helped in some That's amazing. That's exactly what we're trying to do too. Exactly. <laughs> That's why when I found you guys, I like I felt instantly connected because living through, you know, the loss and also normalizing some of the conversations about grief. Um, I think is really important because it's not something people, you know, talk about. Yeah. And something that you said um, stood out to me about, like if somebody died and they were a veteran, you know, there's some government funding and that kind of stuff that can help people to, uh, with expenses. And as a bereaved parent, there is really isn't anything like that if a child dies. So I feel like in our community as bereaved parents that you really have a place because um, now if we know, if we see anybody who loses a child, like we're instantly bonded with them, right? And we reach out to them. Now we can, we can share TCF, we can share, which is a child loss support group. We can share our podcast. We could share Judy's way. Like it just goes hand in hand with, you know, they all kind of fit together. So I think that's, that's great too. There just really isn't anything out there to help parents no, deal with. There is one, and no children have life insurance. So there's li literally no um, financial support coming. And it's, you know, such a, I can't, I can't even, you know, fathom the pain. So, yeah, there should be something out there for that. But hopefully, you know, Judy's way could help if, if anyone is in need. Yeah, for sure. Um, let me, I had another question for you. Let's see. Oh, I guess it basically answered it. Did you have any other questions for him, Stephanie? No, I don't. I think that's great what you're doing. Yeah. Do you want to just share final with us um, how people can find you? Like yeah, sure. Platforms. Yeah. So Judy'sWay.org is our website. So if anyone you know is in need of financial assistance for a recently lost loved one, or we don't really have a timeline on it because people come to us after they've been grieving lost for, you know, we've found like close to a year. Um, we've actually had some reach out for counseling services due to like traumatic loss. Um, and then on Instagram and Facebook, it's at Judy's way Inc. And also for Twitter. So if anyone, you know, wants to reach out, share their story with us um, or are in need, you know, please reach out to us. Great. All right. Well, we appreciate having you on our episode. And um, if anybody has any questions for Alex, you can feel free to reach out to us and we can forward you to him or find him on social media. So, Thank you for having me. Thanks again.